1: Coming from a basement to your headphones Barely even know who we are Been changing the unknown In a wild tr- Thank you for downloading the podcast Podcastianos Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne
0: i like I'm
1: Welcome to another episode of the Podcastianos, the season review episode. I am Jordan Hall, and at long last, I'm re- reunited with Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on?
0: You know, friend, it's been so long. It's nice to be back here. I got my podcasting pants on, you know, which is to say no pants and uh, ready to get after it. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a visual that all of our lists, that's the, we should just stop now and leave the listeners with that visual all winter long.
0: You're welcome, ladies.
1: Um, I I made a list of things that have happened since the last time we spoke. Are you you ready for that?
0: That's a long list.
1: Yes, it primarily revolves around my life in the tigers. So lay it on us. Um, Been to Vancouver and Seattle, saw orcas in the wild with my own eyes. Fancy. Tigers took them.
0: Sea (laughs) pandas. Those are cool. (laughs) Sea pandas.
1: I've never heard that before, but I, I dig it sea bandas Uh, tigers vaulted themselves into the playoff picture and then um whatever the opposite of vault is they did that to outside of the playoff picture um trump has done some more weird stuff and harambe is still dead um what has happened in your life since the last time we were on the show
0: i've just been sitting by the table waiting to do the next podcast
1: i think i think that's that's what we all imagined yeah. Yep.
0: So just wait here patiently like a puppy waiting for its master to come home.
1: If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at Podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. I am on the Instagram, as you all know. This this podcast yeah, is do. just a vessel for advertising my Instagram. <laughs> um, I am at Jordinho4, which I'll spell for all you Americans J O R D I N H O 4, as in the number. Um, And once again, we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Janos. Like I alluded to to before, the final weeks of the regular season, um, while I was on vacation, while we collectively were on vacation and whatnot, we're kind of a roller coaster. We're in the playoff picture. We're out. We're back in. And in the end, uh, we strike out 22 times in two games against Aaron Blair and Julio Tehran and fall two games short of the wildcard spots.
0: Yeah, you know, it was so sad just the way, you know, we kind of built up a little hope. And then it was like we just we just sputtered out. We went out with a with a whimper, not a literal whimper. Nobody was actually whimpering, but a figurative whimper
1: that we know and, of
0: maybe there was whimpering actually but was probably a little whimpering at my house but
1: mccann I, I mean, <laughs> he's
0: a whimperer,
1: <laughs> definitely um so we'll be doing some looking forward here in a second but i'm gonna start by looking back um so we strike out the 22 times in the two games that we need the absolute most um does that is, i mean obviously the result wasn't good but does that worry you at all. I mean, going forward, wow. obviously, it's not going to be the same team next year, but that is so bad.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's bad. The timing of it was bad, right? If you just had two games back to back where you struck out that much in the course of a, you know, sometime in June or whatever, you'd say, oh, well, we must have run into a couple buzzsaws. That happens. Now, uh, one of the pitchers we faced looked like a legitimate buzzsaw, mm-hmm. Julio Tehran. The other guy, we should have beat right, Aaron Blair. Do you know anything about this guy? His his stats were
1: crap. They I mean, were not weird. hashtag good going into the game. And Rod made a big deal about that in the like when you know how he does the uh, the scouting report. He <laughs> right. when, he just destroyed Aaron Blair, and a lot of people kind of agree with that sentiment you just expressed. Like, how do you let a guy with an eight ERA destroy you? But I think um and maybe. Coming from a former pitcher, obviously not nearly to that level, but there are times when you get a pitch that's on and it just lights out and there's nothing anyone can do about it. And that little breaking ball he had going down and away, like there's a reason that nobody could lay off it. I mean, we have not that we're the most disciplined team in the world, but that's Um. a lot of good hitters to not be able to pick up that little breaking ball.
0: Dan and Jim were gushing about it on the radio just like yeah
1: so I mean it was it was dirty and that's I mean Aaron Blair has the pedigree like he's had a he's had a pretty good minor league career and is a fairly well-regarded prospect he just hadn't put it together yet um I think in future years we'll look back and be like oh Aaron Blair's not that bad but that was bad that was really not good where the timing sucked yes where were you mentally going into that series Oh,
0: I thought, well, well, going into the series, essentially, basically, you needed to sweep, right? Yep. That's I'm trying to recall exactly where we were. But basically, we needed to sweep that or get a ton of help. And we weren't getting a ton of help. And so we needed to win those games. And we got the first one in in Atlanta. And there was kind of this,
1: this hope yet. And it was um, easy. I don't want to interrupt you. But it was such yeah. an easy win. I'm like, OK, now we go. But go on.
0: Well, no, it was just after that. It all went to, to, you know, it was a big turd fest.
1: Indeed, it was a turd fest. I'm not going to lie. I let myself believe. I started thinking, okay, now if we win this game and it forces an extra game and we win that, who's starting the wild card game? And when you get into that many, you know, that far down the line into the hypotheticals, oh, it just crushes your spirit.
0: I remember tweeting, like, um, with four games left, I think it was. But basically, um, Toronto had lost. Basically, if the Tigers just keep winning, they 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 had control of their own fate mm-hmm. uh, as late as four or five games left. All they had to do was just keep winning. They were in control of their own destiny, and then it just fell apart.
1: Yeah, and there was a point where even after that, all we had to do was keep winning to force a, a one-game playoff for the wild yeah. card. So they gave us an extra chance, and we still blew it. It was... Uh... That was rough. I texted you on Sunday that even Johnny Kane couldn't cheer me up after the game. And I I stand by that,
0: which is remarkable. I mean, he's an important man in your life,
1: (laughs) maybe more so than we than we care to admit. Um, You know, I don't want to (laughs) dwell on the negatives of the season, um, but didn't you feel like there was something symbolic about the two eighth inning rallies being killed by Dancy Dansby Swanson in the manners that they were? You know, the crucial, you know, just standard six, four, three from from J.D. That's on right. Saturday. That's right. And then the ba- bad base running Iglesias essentially getting himself caught in no man's land on Sunday.
0: J.D.'s hit, man. If it was like two or three feet to the left, we're talking we're, we're talking about something totally different. Unfortunately, yeah, we might not we might
1: be in the playoffs right now to be to be. Honest. Well, probably so not, sad. Probably not by now. We probably would have gotten bounced already. But
0: you know what they say, Jordan? It's a game of inches.
1: Yeah, and I will give Dansby some credit. That was an absolutely baller play. Like yeah. Dansby's awesome, uh, good looking dude. Like he's got it all going on. And that <laughs> that play was money. That was it was so yeah. good. Um, so uh, looking back on the season now, we've had what a week and a half to digest. Um, let's start with a general one, and then we'll kind of get specific. Do you think that we underachieve this season? Or were we simply the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, whatever best team in baseball?
0: I think we underachieved a little, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we underachieved a ton. Um, so maybe we're we're not the eleventh or best or twelfth best team in baseball, but maybe we're like the eighth or ninth best team, something like that. I I mean, even at the beginning of the season, we never think. Well, I should look listen back to what we did think. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I but did we,
1: that today. It was not a pretty picture. It was not pretty, not pretty.
0: <laughs> um, but you know, this is a team that hey, if you got a wild card spot, good for us. Yeah, that's that's a good good setup. And we were we were stinking close. I think we underachieved a, a little bit. We had some injury issues, and we had some f- you know just flat failure. But yeah. we weren't we weren't we we're, we're never going to be one of the f- best five or six teams in baseball what do you think
1: um we, we were never going to win the division like objectively looking at the indians roster it's not as good as ours but the sum of the parts there are so much bigger than the sum of our parts you know what i mean yeah. like the yeah. way the way francona puts that team together they are we were never going to catch them they are significantly okay. better than us and i think we can But there's no reason we shouldn't have snagged one of those wild card spots.
0: Right. I kind of bickered with Hookslide about the Indians last when I was on the the other podcast. And basically, I was just like, we aren't as good as the Indians. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, if we would have beat the Indians some, we would have been better. Well, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of how that works. But we didn't. So, um, no, I I don't think we're we're as good as the Indians. And we, we underperformed a
1: little yeah, the, the the Red Sox are finding the Indians to be tough tough customers at this point too. Yeah, um, yeah, you know we had, like you said, we had some mitigating factors. You had the guys that got hurt, JD and Casty and, and Zimmerman. Like we lost. That's the big one. That's the big one. We, I, I feel like every week I say that twenty percent of your starts, you know, with a, with a starter, are affected by one guy. Essentially, twenty percent of our games, which had we gotten even wins in in half those, we. <laughs> we would have done much better. Zimmerman was a big, yeah. big loss and maybe still only played 90 games. And you, you've seen the splits about our record with him in the lineup and without him in the lineup. And It is just silly difference.
0: Yeah. You know, the margin was so close that we missed the playoffs that you can look back at a half dozen things and say, what if, what if, what if?
1: Yeah. And I, I think that maybe is even worse. I don't know.
0: <laughs> would you, you'd rather be the twins?
1: I, no, I wouldn't rather be the Twins because I had a Darn I had a Jordan. very good season. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is the millennial in me. But every time I get I hear the music, you know, of either Dan and Jim coming on or or the Fox Sports Detroit guys, like I get excited. I'm still excited to watch the Tigers every, you know, every night. Just just about every night or listen to them on the radio. Like there's still, you know, it's still entertainment. It's still box office. It's still, it's still art to watch even if we're not winning. Yep. And and there's something to be said about that too. It was an exciting season even if the last day, you know, literally broke me.
0: We were relevant until the last two days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's and, good. Yeah. Um and we also had some veterans that were um bad. Uh annibal Pelfrey, Low, Avilas. Remember Anthony Ghost? He was on the team for yeah. a while. That's of kind. Course. Of course. That's kind of yep. funny. And I actually threw McCann in that list too. I know he's not a veteran per se, but he was not very, not very good this year. Um, All right, let's move on to the rotation. Um, Did they fare better or worse than you expected this year?
0: Well, I I think worse and quite a bit worse, but not maybe for the reasons that we would have thought and not in the way that we would have thought Um, we were the rotation was bad because of bad performance in the embodiment of Pelfrey and Sanchez. Um, but we were also worse because uh Zimmerman got hurt. Um that that to me was the big one. Now that was uh counterbalanced somewhat by the stellar performance of Verlander and the emergence of one Michael Fulmer. But overall, on the sum,
1: bad. And, Wor- and to, the, the, w- worse than I
0: expense. And expect. to
1: Dan- Daniel Norris. I, we'll get into yep. this when we yep. talk about next year. But I am over the moon about Daniel Norris. Like, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for stuff and dude's got stuff in spades. And we, we are starting to see it now, like all the yep. all of the scouting reports, you know, when he was in the minor league, when we traded for him, said this this cat can have, you know, the best left handed stuff in baseball. And I didn't believe it until what? Within the last month. But I, I very much believe yeah. it now. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I spent the entirety of spring training talking about innings eaters. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. And all of that. the guys that that I thought was going to eat up, you know, num 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 all those innings, <laughs> they went hungry. Sticking with the metaphor, and the kids, they were who gorged for us, and I, I never would have guessed that.
0: Yeah, I mean, how would have you? How would have you predicted that? And. It, although if those guys fail, you don't have any choice, but to go to the kids, but I didn't expect the kids to perform as well as they did. No, they and, kept us in. it.
1: And I, I assumed that Norris and, and Fulmer had the ability to be this good, but I might've almost thought that this was their ceiling. And this is something that they would work up to, you know, over yeah. the course of two or three years, nobody could have expected them to come out. Uh, and obviously Norris took a while, but Fulmer right out of the shoot, yep. And then Norris got there. Boyd, you know, he is a very solid fifth starter. Um, bullpen. Oh man, are we just cursed? Is that just what it is?
0: Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: <laughs> okay, yep. Um, oh, go ahead. I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to make a serious point here or not.
0: Uh no, no. Why is it, Jordan? Why is our bullpen always bad?
1: Why it's th- bad? Well, Tiger's Twitter would tell you that it's it's being managed poorly, and I th- there yeah. is some truth to that, but that is far from the extent of it. Um, so what's not? well we,
0: that. you know, actually, I mean, it it wasn't a complete dumpster fire like in years before. We had some guys, we had some pieces. We had
1: the fifth worst bullpen ERA in baseball.
0: Really? Did we? Yes, we did. Okay, just go I mean, low was. Low was straight trash.
1: Low was a train wreck. Yep, there there are some uh, pieces there.
0: Yeah, Green was much of the time good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Krod was good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Rondone kind of emerged.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got
0: more from Rondone than we thought. Alex Wilson is a workhorse.
1: Alex is exactly what Alex is. You know what He's I mean. He's a He's a workhorse, mm-hmm. and
0: yeah, he's not a show pony. He's workhorse. <laughs> um, but what, who else do we? I mean, who else are you trusting?
1: I mean, you got you got Justin, Justin Wilson. He,
0: Justin Wilson, he, a, a, he a pitched very, a lot of innings.
1: Yeah, and he threw too many innings early. I, I'm pretty yeah. well convinced that that he didn't end the year healthy. Um, because he probably Brad
0: rode him hard early,
1: which. I, he was on fire early. Like yeah. he was the one guy out there that you could trust early. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, we, I feel like I've said this every year, obviously not on the podcast. Cause this didn't exist, but every year I think, you know what? The pieces are there next year. It could, it could be good.
0: So <laughs> yeah. we'll, see. Yep. We will, we'll see. We will. We'll see
1: the competition for the bullpen next year is going to be fierce in, right. sp- especially in spring training. Uh, we'll get into yeah. that. We'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, that's that's for another show.
1: Actually, it's for later in the show. If you're cool with that,
0: Jordan, you know
1: I'm just following you wherever you go. Perfect. That's the way it should be. All right. Um, some major steps forward, though, in this this year. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much talking about how people disappointed Castellanos <laughs> before the injury. Um, he took our lead, you know, coming up with this excellent podcast. His namesake. Um, he really, really stepped up this year in a way that I, I gotta be honest, I kind of doubted he had in him.
0: Yeah. He was money. If, if it wasn't for his stupid, was it hand injury? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, he, he could have had a monster, a monster season, but no, he emerged so big time. He, I was just looking at some of his numbers, um, Where an OPS plus for Nick of 122, 18 home runs, um, whereas his batting average 285, slugging 496. Uh, Just a terrific
1: season. Yeah, and there was no way he wasn't pushing 25 bombs if he'd have stayed healthy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that was kind of one of the interesting things about the Tigers this year. They had one, two, three, four, five guys with 20 home runs or more. And if Nick would have been a sixth.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I was actually looking because one of the the preseason predictions like, on the over-unders were, um, were we going to lead the league in home runs? We actually finished eighth in, in baseball in home runs, which kind of surprised me a little bit with all the guys we had that were north of 20.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Upton came on late. Uh, You know? Yeah. So, yeah, we could. Could we? How about this for a question? Could we hit more next year?
1: I think so. Um, Obviously, you'll get well, hopefully you'll get a whole season of Nick. I think you could see a lot a a pretty, pretty substantial decline from Victor. Uh, How many did he hit this year? Twenty seven?
0: He hit 27. Kinsler hit
1: 28. I feel like Kinslers are even more sustainable at this point than Victor's. Um, now
0: JD hit 22. He could hit more.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, I was uh, actually good. talked about this in in the the episode I listened to uh, this morning when I was trying to come up with um, a review of of our preseason hot takes and whatnot. He oh, yeah. was the second. Uh, bi- the second. Uh, biggest bet among vegas um for who was going to right. lead the league in home runs this year so um he got hurt he missed a lot of time there yep. the, the power's not gone it's it's still very yeah he's good there still um, good Mabin had a very big year uh, probably arguably the best of his career
0: i i think it's without a doubt the best of his career and that was in in half a season little little above well, that's a that's an interesting point. Yeah. If he would have played the whole season, how would have that worked out? But uh, his numbers were terrific this year.
1: Uh, McCann, though the batting average and pretty much all the offensive numbers were rest <laughs> uh, defensively, he's still a, he can still throw it with the best of them. And, and you can tell that his game calling and leading of the pitching staff is improving.
0: It's improving. It's not awesome. It's improving. It's- he, he can throw. He can throw, but he can't hit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, and I, I think we're going to need to get used to that. I, I really don't see them going uh, out and spending on a bat on on a, on a new catcher. I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't even know who's out there at this point. Um, I would like Salt to see them bring salty back. Yeah. They, yeah,
0: they might. It's a decent platoon. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you
0: platoon those guys wisely, <laughs> you're you might get slightly below league average.
1: Yeah, which is which is fine because you have you have slightly too well above league average at many other positions. Uh, yeah, and that's
0: a cheap way to do it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same issue with with Iglesias. I don't. I, at this point, I, I feel like Iglesias is what he is. He's a pretty league average number nine hitter who plays good defense. It's a position you certainly could upgrade, but he's not hurting you either exactly um young starting pitchers obviously they took major steps forward this year all right let's move on new news uh this is something that's happened recently tigers picked up the 2017 option on manager brad ausmus so he will be back for one uh at least one more year are you good with that
0: yeah i'm good with that of all you know there's some weeping and gnashing of teeth out there
1: but no i'm something feels like an understatement yeah
0: yeah. See, I don't, I don't travel in the angry circles that you travel in. I just don't, you know, maybe I just shut those people out of
1: my life. I thought, I, I thought I good. did. They just, they just keep popping up. Um, yeah.
0: I know. I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm also good with not giving him a new contract. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was a good step.
1: Yeah. I, if, if they had let him go, I'd have been like, Oh, okay, that's fine. If they brought him yeah, back, I would have been like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um,
0: but this goes with something that you mentioned in, in your uh, show outline, and that is the two-year plan.
1: Two, yep. Yeah, he's got – they have one more year. Yep.
0: Yep. It, it works. It, it blends beautifully in that. Next, next year, we're going to learn a lot about the Tigers. <laughs>
1: um, and I, I, I put down a, a, a tweet from your, your buddy and, our, and my buddy, um, Hookslide, at Hookslide23. You should all follow him. And I don't want to, like, pick on him. Just I feel like this tweet kind of summed up the um, anti-ausumous school of thought. So it's not like I want to tear his his thing apart, but um, it gives us something to go off of. Exactly. Um, He says, 2016 wasn't all Brad's fault is a bad reason. A team can win with a bad manager is a bad reason. Who can replace him is a bad reason. Um, And I I wrote down a few thoughts on this. Um, The the first two, 2016 wasn't all his fault and that a team can win with a bad manager, those are both true but i don't think either of those should factor into the decision whether to bring him back it's all about like it's all about the last one Two, like, 2016 is gone now like mm-hmm. it it affects the way that we perceive things going forward but it has no bearing on what happens next year. I feel like so many people on Twitter right now are, are wanting to fire Brad as like punishing him for being a bad boy in 2016. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're not we're not looking to see how uh how it affects what's going to happen in 2017. It's all reaction from this year. Right. But yeah.
0: you didn't make the playoffs, therefore you get fired.
1: Right. And who will who will replace him? That is the only thing that is it needs to be considered. If there's somebody better out there than him that they can realistically get, then you, you move on. If there's not, and he's the one that gives you the best chance to win the World Series, you keep him. Like I feel like anything else, anything beyond that is simply reactionary emotion.
0: Yep. And I laid it out for Hook last time when I was on the podcast with him, and and that is there is something to be said about not constantly changing leadership. Um, you know, the guys learn what a manager expects, uh, you're not, you know, the, the players don't get this sense of, Oh, this guy's going to be gone anyway. I don't going to listen to him there. There's a lot of arguments for maintaining some continuity. And I like, when you talk about European soccer teams, Mm -hmm. and I know you follow that, I am always stunned at how quickly they're sacking their managers. And it's just a constant cycle of people through, and it doesn't do any good. I brought up the example of the Steelers, um, the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. It's a really good example.
0: They they hire a head coach. They think and are convinced is a very good head coach. And they let him coach. Good season, bad season. Um, Mike Tomlin isn't too worried about his job, right? Mm-hmm. And that gets you in a position if the organization and the players are good around you the co- the coach or the manager isn't the determining factor uh, in a winning team it's a factor but it's not the factor
1: and that gives you a stability like you said amongst the players they know what they're what's expected of them year after year right. after year and you look at the steelers they're always good they're not always yep. super bowl caliber but they're always relevant and you know, in in sports these days, not every you know not every team is the Patriots. Not every team is the. I'm sure there's a hockey team that's an example of this. I I wouldn't know. Um, just being in the hunt every year is a massive, massive accomplishment.
0: Yep. And I'm not going out of my way to make an argument for Brad Ausmus. Yeah, exactly. I'm making an argument. Because if he was gone tomorrow, I, you know, I would shed zero tears. But I guess I am making an argument for some continuity.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of continuity, let's get into the two-year plan. We talked about it going yep. into the season. You know, you signed J.D. Uh, what has so he got another year left on, on his deal, I think?
0: Yep. And- J.D. Yep. So I gave it a rundown. But, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, you, if you have the rundown, go ha- go ahead and nail it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, uh, so we, looking ahead now to 2018. So these are guys who are on board for 17, but in eight, before 18, you pro- you might have a decision to make. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So Kinsler, his option, he's got a 2000 or yeah 2018 option, which they would depends on what they do probably pick up. But you could, you could trade tr- trade him or move him. Mm-hmm. Sanchez has an option year after 2017. So 2018 is an option. They would probably decline that option, I- I'm guessing. Hopefully. Uh, in 2018, Mabin is a free agent. He's on the books for next year. So, uh, yeah, you see how that goes. And then J.D. Martinez in 2018 is a free agent. So you have him for one more year. Those four guys you know you you have decisions
1: to make plus the upton uh opt-out and then you
0: have the upton that's right you have the upton opt-out and if he performs well uh he's gonna have suitors right who want him
1: yeah so at knowing all of that uh are you making one more run at it or are you stripping for pieces
0: no, if you if you this is not the year you strip for pieces. I'm saying that you run 2017 out there and if they are floundering down the stretch next year or next offseason, that is when you strip for pieces.
1: Yeah. Or at the deadline this this coming at year. the deadline
0: yep. or at the end of next year. And maybe you even try to move one of the big boys. Um, it's probably not going to be Cabrera. But um, it, it it could be Verlander, yeah, couldn't Which, it? It, it he'd, could be. Yep. He has uh, looking at his contract. He is a free agent. He has an option for twenty twenty. So his is a little bit shorter. So he's he's only guaranteed till twenty nineteen. So. He could be a more, he could be a more attractive piece to a team. And the, you're probably not going to move Cabrera.
1: The money the money Verlander's making for what he's producing right now is actually yeah. good value. Like yep. it's it's not the Victor deal where we're not getting the production that you would assume out of somebody who's making as much. You know, people are well, people no, are going to well, line up for Verlander. Do
0: you do you think you got eighteen million dollars worth of of production out of Victor Martinez this year?
1: Mm, I don't know.
0: <laughs> really.
1: I don't know. I think it, he is a not as good Edgar Martinez at this point. He cannot run. Anytime the ball is on the ground, he is out. No, no doubt about it. He He's striking out more. I don't want to turn this into a bashing Victor because Victor is surface right. no, I, no, that's fair. very well for a long time. But if eh, Victor's done, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it, unfortunately. Um, where were we at? Verlander. Yeah. Yeah. He he is wildly tradable. I you know, we talked about it at the trade deadline this year. Um,
0: Now, we're getting way ahead
1: of ourselves. Absolutely.
0: But the point of this whole story is you don't burn things down this offseason, but maybe next offseason or maybe next trade deadline. You just got to see how things go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of seeing how things go, um, we got to watch Wally Joyner go. uh, Was it yesterday? The day before? Um, Popular scapegoat around the Motor City. Um, Anecdotally, it seems like all season we couldn't advance base runners. We couldn't knock them in when it mattered most. I don't know. It seemed like our approaches struggled at times. But I was doing some, some research today to prove that theory. But we were 8th in baseball with a 271 runners in scoring position average. That's not bad. With 2 outs and runners in scoring position, we were 3rd in baseball. Hmm. We we were 5th in baseball, uh, 262 batting average in the 7th inning or later with 4th in runs scored in that time frame. Those aren't bad numbers.
0: Well, let me tell you what I know about Wally Joyner and his coaching and how it influences our baseball team. Please do. Nothing. I know nothing. I mean, how do you parse out the impact a hitting coach has, right? It's not as simple as, Oh, if they hit good, then the hitting coach is good. And if they hit bad, then the hitting coach is bad. Do you think the twins have a better or worse hitting coach than the blue Jays? Uh, How would you, I don't know. I mean, They're not, it's not a one-to-one correlation and I'm not there. I, you know, I'm not watching them coach up or coach up the guys bad or worse when it comes to hitting. I have no idea when it comes to hitting or pitching coaches, what kind of impact that they're, they're having. And I hear people on talk radio. Oh yeah. They got a, they're pitching bad. They got to fire the pitching coach. How would you know? Maybe the pitching, maybe the pitchers are really, really lousy, more lousy than you understand. And the pitching coach is coaching them up to even substandard level where else, you know, where otherwise they'd be crap. There's no freaking way to know.
1: Yeah. I think the only tangible way is some of the in game adjustments that you see guys make, whether they are making adjustments or not. Um, but other, other than that, yeah, there is absolutely no way.
0: Well, I no mean, way. smart guys like you could probably figure it out. But I'm not a smart guy. <laughs> I do not know.
1: Anyway, um, are you ready to move on to the review of our preseason hot takes and over-unders? Oh,
0: this is going to be so painful. Um, All right. There are a it.
1: lot of them. I'll just point out a few highlights. Are you are you good with that? Yeah, please. Because there are, there are many. Good um, or bad highlights? Yeah. Um, both
0: (laughs) just go just Uh, go
1: um let's see uh let's start with with some of these are ones that you came up with are hitting hitting over unders um miggy 27 and a half home runs you took the under i took the over um so i i won that one um kinsler one and a half ejections that was one of your ones um to the best of my knowledge it was just the one correct
0: uh i don't know
1: anyway i'm pretty sure it was just one um let's see we both had the under on iglesias at 287 yeah he was
0: under 255
1: (laughs) this is an interesting one uh nick defensive run saved you said you put the over under at negative 0.5 um he was negative 11 so he did not oh really (laughs) yes
0: holy cow he was trash
1: yes 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 he was um avilas we both he was
0: hurt otherwise he would have
1: been great it would have. yeah that's that's definitely where where it went <laughs> wrong for him it's the injury um avilas we we hemmed and hawed whether he would get to 81 games played we both took the he over he did He did not what
0: where, where are you looking for avilas games played
1: yeah is was at 60 something oh uh, uh,
0: what did what Six, was the over in
1: 81 Oh, yeah. We also hemmed and hawed real hard about whether Romine would get one appearance in center field. Oh, man. He crushed that. He got several, several appearances. Um, Let's see. Did did we take the over on that? I took the over. You took the under.
0: Really? I'm an idiot. He played a lot of center field.
1: He did, um, and the last one that I thought was interesting.
0: Now, to was, be fair, that had a lot to do with goes and goes being a, a turd.
1: Speaking of ghosts, you put the over under on Ghost's <laughs> outfield assists at three. I believe he had one, so <sighs> you weren't you weren't too far though. If he'd have played the, the ghost entire helps. season, yeah, he yeah, we we <laughs> would not have been two games out of the playoffs either.
0: You know it's funny we were talking about Anthony goes. That's what's funny. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, let's see. Let's get into some um, some pitchers. One, one and a half DL stints for Annibal. We both thought for sure that two was the number. Yep, and it was not. Um, he <laughs> did he go on the DL at all? I don't think so. I don't really know how to. He should have. Yeah, <laughs> it uh,
0: feels like he should have.
1: I put Pelf at 15 starts of six innings pitched or more. <laughs> we both took the over.
0: Did we really? What did, did. he
1: have? Do you know what he had? Did I, you look? I didn't even look. I'm
0: just yeah, as, don't just bother. You he, mean. he
1: didn't. Um, let's Bad. see. Lowe and Wilson, 20 holds in the same game.
0: Yeah, this was your thing.
1: Yeah. We, let's oh, see, yeah. I, we both took the under, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we nailed the under there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: just one, because low is so bad, one and a half times we were we'd be convinced that Bruce Rondone has arrived. Um,
0: um, for sure, once. Yeah, at so. least
1: at least right now.
0: All right, so the under, but it's close. Yeah. No, actually, that's a push. I think we we both decided that Rondone's arrived one and a
1: half times. <laughs> um, times that we would go a whole show without talking about Blaine Hardy, I set that at one and a half. And obviously he went down, and he kind of became a forgotten man.
0: Yeah, we 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 didn't talk about Dwayne for many episodes. Dwayne, did I say? Dwayne, I sorry.
1: <laughs> we still love you, Dwayne. Um, let's see. Here yeah, we do. Boyd at nine and a half starts. Both both took the over there. And,
0: and how many did he have? Did you know? Do you know uh, Boyd? I'm looking at. Where is
1: he? I'm gonna say in the 20s.
0: Where are you, Boyd? Oh, Matt Boyd. 18. 18 starts. Yep. Uh,
1: let's see. And Fulmer, uh, July first debut date. That was the last of mine. You took before. I took after, and it was well before. Yeah, me. And thank goodness it was. Yeah. All right. And these are the team over unders. Let's see. There's there's four, and then I'll get to our hot takes, which are so hot and so, so bad.
0: bad yeah it's good um,
1: okay so the first one bullpen era at 15 like rank 15 and a half as in will it be a top half or a bottom half bullpen yeah it was a bottom half bullpen we both said top
0: did uh, we really yes we did poor idiots
1: yes we are um speaking of the of idiots rank first in home runs hit uh, you took the o- the under, and I said that we would rank first in home runs hit, so we didn't. Yeah, you were dumb. Yeah, a little bit. Um, .5 position players that pitch over the course of the year. We both took the over, and thanks to Mr. Andrew Romine, we were correct. Yeah. Good times. Forgot to mention that in the highlights of the year. And this is the last one, wins. Guess what I set the over-under at for the year?
0: uh how many did we finish with did you set it right there
1: 86 and a half i or that's what i put it at we we won 86
0: so did you take the over the
1: under i took the over you took the under so you you actually got the point off of of my borderline perfect uh
0: yeah that was a good set there (laughs) Heading so, off to Vegas to make lines? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think not that's... snort lines, make lines.
1: <laughs> so, do you are you ready for the final tally and who, to the best of my knowledge, won this year's uh, over under game?
0: Yeah, I mean, is somebody auditing the scoring? Is there Price Waterhouse Cooper or something?
1: Yeah, definitely Price
0: Just what do we
1: got? I won thirteen to twelve.
0: I demand a recount.
1: I can text demand you the picture. Recount. I actually, I wrote them all down as I was listening to it while I was doing the dishes. That's how the show's was, made. Behind, behind the curtain. That was close.
0: This is not legitimate. This is a, part of a corrupt system. Yeah, the system Gaming, is the rigged. System. the system. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> the system is rigged.
1: All right, all right. Here are our hot takes. Let's see. I have five. You have four. Let's start with yours. James McCann will be the best catcher in the American League.
0: <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? I know what I was thinking. I was thinking he'd learn how to hit right handers and his defense would get better. None of those things happened. He can still throw, yeah. but he's, he's, he's at the bottom of American League catchers, not towards the top. That was so bad.
1: Um, Mario cusses on the air.
0: <laughs> I didn't catch any, but maybe.
1: I I didn't either. I mean, I didn't watch every inning of every game, but I'm pretty sure Twitter would have told us if if that. Had happened. I, I would think so. No. Um, Norris records no wins.
0: That was really stupid of me too.
1: He did only win four, but that is not okay. zero. That's, that is that's not four zero. Four more than zero. Right. Well,
0: I feel like that's less awful than the other ones. Yeah, that's
1: okay. not that's not unreasonable. Um, and because he came out of spring training without a rotation spot.
0: That's right. Yeah. So,
1: um, and the, your final one was that there would be an animal on the field. Which I'm, I don't, sh- I'm sure at some point there was probably a, a technicality, a bird or something on the field. But I don't remember any animals. Nothing Ugh. like the llamas that ran.
0: No, no. Well, that's tragic.
1: What were yours? All right. Are you ready? Yeah. They are. They are also not good. Uh, the first one: Shane Green, 16 wins and a no-no. <laughs>
0: 16 holds maybe
1: maybe maybe uh second one dixon machado would end the year with a higher war than iggy which yeah not so much i don't think he did i didn't look it up i'm gonna go ahead and assume that it was not close um let's see pelfrey to win 15 games (laughs) don't laugh mr wayne you said oh that's not that unreasonable
0: I, I I'm sure I did say that we're that, that's bad on both of our parts but like you said if if Pelf was even career average this year he was not even approaching career average
1: no he's not and he he's you bad. know we're going to trade him to like the Rays eat 90 percent of his contract and he's going to win like 17 oh, yeah. games next year oh yeah. yeah yeah uh let's see by June 1st Drew Verhagen would be the most important pitcher in our bullpen
0: not smart. sadly
1: that did not come true though drew, drew did smart. recently uh re- reply to one of my tweets to him so that's good still number he's, one he's broken
0: isn't he how is he rehabbing a, or something like he that He said
1: things are coming along well
0: what, what did he do i don't did know did he have a
1: i want to say shoulder a blood, or arm or something blood clot in the shoulder maybe
0: Uh, Do you have Jurassic outlet syndrome or whatever?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll text Drew and find out what the deal is. Yeah, And the last one was almost spot on. And that is Lucas Harrell will start one game for the Tigers this season. Lucas Harrell started like five or six games in the big leagues and was even traded for. He just didn't start them for us.
0: So where did he go? He went to What was the story? He
1: went to the Braves, put together like three or four really good starts, then was traded. Was he
0: part of the Avila Steel or something? Uh,
1: or how did he get no, to the Braves? We released him because oh. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. the Tigers wanted to make me sad.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: <clears throat> and then we he they they traded him to Texas because Texas needed starting pitchers. He had like one really bad start and one pretty decent start, and then he uh, hurt himself and was out for the year. So, but from the from the depths, Mister Harrell came back. I still I still like him. I I think the stuff is there. So anyway. stay
0: on it. Stay on that hall. <laughs> those... Stay on that Lucas Harrell beat.
1: <laughs> those were our, those were our hot takes.
0: Those were hot like hot poo. we
1: we'll, ha- we'll have to do them again next year. I feel like that's going to be a tradition. <sighs> we got to get better. It, it, it would be good if we weren't this bad. We'll see. All right. All right. Let's move on to our postseason awards. Um, I didn't come up with nearly as many as I was intending to. So it, it'll be a pretty quick rundown pitching yep. pitching MVP. I'll go first and then you go first on the next one and we'll sure. just go back and forth. That's terrific. <laughs> um, I went with Michael Fulmer. Um We didn't expect JV to be this amazing, but we did expect him to be pretty, pretty good. Um, we would have been absolutely sunk without the contributions of Michael Fulber. So that's why I took him as my pitching MVP.
0: Right. I mean those are the two names. I took Verlander um because he was a better pitcher and MVP means most valuable and Verlander was more more
1: valuable. You didn't even cite war in your argument. So clearly it's uh it's not valid cuz that's the only way of making an MVP. <laughs> Obviously.
0: Okay, um the next one is hitting MVP. And I took Miguel Cabrera because he led every hitting category and stat that there is and it seemed pretty clear to me.
1: I took Ian Kinsler because sticking with the we would have been sunk without theme, we would have been sunk in the first half of the year without Ian Kinsler. The second half yeah. would have meant nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um but yeah, obviously Mickey had the better year, but Kinsler was so incredibly clutch to start the year.
0: I feel like you're dismissing those guys because you expect them <laughs> to do good and you need anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Those are those are our horses. They make big money. Cabrera, Verlander,
1: they, they like, can I, split the trophies. I'm sure that they can like put. They can share. They got yeah. enough stuff already. Six months in one of their houses, six months in the other. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, rookie of the year for the Tigers, and I just went with Michael Fulmer. Michael was was superb.
0: Yeah, there's there's no
1: doubt. That's that's the guy. No doubt.
0: What what other rookies would even be close
1: for us? Uh, I mean Boyd Norris, those are kind of your other two choices.
0: Yeah. was Fulmer. It was Fulmer. Next, best good surprise. Um, the best good surprise for me was Fulmer. I mean, he the took on that starting role early and he just mowed people down for his first first uh stint there. How about you?
1: Um, I went with young arms in general. Um, you talked about Fulmer, I'll talk about Daniel Norris. Um Dude, dude's a stud. I I liked him because he's a sweet dude. Like he's got the van thing and the beard, and he seems like a really good guy. Um, but in the last month, I'm I'm all in. This this coming year is the year of Daniel Norris.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm excited to hear some bold predictions about him next oh, time.
1: It's, and gonna, that, it's gonna get ugly. I probably shouldn't. It'll probably you're gonna ruin him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, uh worst surprise. You put it as best bad surprise <laughs> on the email that I got. But I'm just going to go ahead and say worst surprise. That, that seems fair. And for me, it was Mike avilas
1: Oh, yes.
0: You expected something mm-hmm. out of this guy. And you're paying him a couple million bucks a year. He played in 68 games and was straight trash.
1: Yes, I completely agree. Um, I took James McCann kind of going back to, to your prediction. I expected that massive step forward to becoming one of the maybe not elite catchers in baseball, but one of the, the real rocks of the team. Um, and he seems like a, a solid leader, solid clubhouse guy, but he he clearly was not um, what any of us were expecting this year correct all right next one is best fox sports detroit color guy or i I guess just any tigers broadcast color guy um i went with Kirk gibson i i started slow on him he it, it he's an acquired taste because he's goofy as sin um he's but he he's kind of funny in a weird way um he's very knowledgeable and i i appreciate that um and I suppose he's probably who I would choose. I don't know. I, I do like Rod, though. Don't get me wrong. Rod, Rod's my boy. Uh,
0: I think they're all kind of bad, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but the easiest one for me to listen to, despite his sometimes bad takes and bad opinions, is still Rod. Rod is the easiest. He's the most professional and polished guy to listen to.
1: he definitely is.
0: Um, Gibby, I find... Uh, like, OK, spit it out, Gibby. Like, where are we going, bud? Like, I don't know. It's just more halting. And I that's not like a personal attack or anything like that. It's just the style is, is a little bit different. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: and the uh, the third guy is uh, Morris.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to talk. About oh,
0: that. he's so bad.
1: And he's not a, he's not all in. He's And he's not our guy. Yes. Yeah. Get out.
0: Get out. Get out. Okay. Um, next was best tiger's Twitter account.
1: No, oh, you skipped one. Oh, <laughs> did I? You skipped uh, skipped best in studio guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Hall? I think it's Johnny Kane the Goat.
0: You know, just for you, yeah. Okay, it's Johnny Kane.
1: Johnny Kane's got skills. Johnny Kane is very good, and when he's out on the beat in in Comerica. I feel like I laugh when he talks more than I laugh when any of the other guys.
0: Or yeah, he's, give.
1: he's got yeah. personality.
0: Okay. Um, how do I do this gently? But we need to talk about the woman who did this stint for a while as kind of studio and like roaming reporter kind of did that job for a little while. Kristen Keith? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, she, she tried hard and she had a good spirit about her. Mm-hmm. And that,
1: (laughs) I agree. I, I don't have anything to add, but I certainly don't have anything. Those are,
0: those are two positive things I can say.
1: Yeah. She seems very nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Johnny Kane. He's the goat. You know, it.
0: (sighs) Is he coming on the show or not? That is, I
1: I didn't tweet to him yet, but that is the one goal for this winter is to get Johnny Kane on this show. So it would be so
0: fun. Yeah. I'll come on. With some sweet questions for Johnny Kane. Yeah. Got to get him on the show. Okay, I, now are we are going to best Tigers Twitter account?
1: Now we're going to best Tigers Twitter account.
0: <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I, he tweets about a lot of different stuff. But for me, it's always Matt Sussman. I like Suss a lot. Mm-hmm. Suss two hyphens. He tweets about Tigers. He tweets about everything. Mostly Tigers and curling. But for <laughs> me, it's always Sussman. He makes jokes. It's good.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, very, he's very witty. I feel like you and him I kind of I, I have a hard time separating the two. I feel like you have very similar styles.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's funnier than I am, to be honest. With you. He's hilarious. Um also world of Isaac. I don't know. I I think that's his Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. I like him too. And if you actually if you're really into like self loathing, like if you just wanna like hate yourself and hate your team, uh then you gotta follow Gray Papke. I I can't. He's so negative and so like smug about it that I, I every year I promise myself I'm going to unfollow Gray, but I never do. I never do. It's like my inner id, you know.
1: I actually don't know who you're talking about.
0: Oh, Space Monkey Mafia.
1: Oh, Space
0: Monkey Mafia. Yeah. I but just take some of the vowels out. Uh, that's <laughs> no, great. I, I know who Gray you're talking Pat about. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um I went with Sketch. Skitch makes me laugh. And I I don't know why um, he's he doesn't necessarily always tweet about the Tigers he's kind of more just a general oh, life one but he makes me laugh and
0: the so, best thing about Sketch is he's so self aware like <laughs> you know he'll <it's> just be <laughs> like somebody favorited my tweet that's awesome like <laughs> just no <filter. laughs> like Sketch
1: stay woke Skitch. stay woke um, and yeah. I I like Beck I, I kind of like Beck oh yeah
0: Beck's a, Beck's the a professional I Beck's feel great.
1: like he's. Uh, the, the class of our of our beat reporters.
0: And I gotta well, and I gotta tell you, I miss I it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I really do. Uh, good for him that he's he's pursuing some other things and he's not busting his balls on the beat every day. Uh but I I I miss I miss his tweets.
1: I miss Chris. Speaking of guys we should get on the show. Yeah I could probably get Chris. Yeah let's let's do that. We got we got time to discuss. Yeah, we'll like see. Several months. Um, oh, and I've I've Lynn down too. Lynn, he, he tweets about a lot of stuff, and a lot of it's politics, <laughs> which make me think, oh, can I unfollow him? But he does have some interesting opinions on the Tigers that I want to be exposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I want. Yeah. I don't want everyone on my Twitter feed to think like I do. Um, yeah. Which they very much don't. So that's not a concern. But you know, I, I like having him on there. Even if I could do without some some of the politics I, stuff. He's
0: a character he's a character and I, I mean some of the stuff he says is just so ridiculous. I'm like I, I kind of catch myself making fun of him. I'm making fun of him. And then I just gotta remind myself, okay, lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> it's
1: all fun. I, I feel like I need you to give me a rundown of like who are the guys that you could joke with on the internet and who would like hate you forever.
0: Yeah. Um we can do. I, this I could have some suggestions. here. Yeah.
1: What's uh, next? All right. Best. I feel time.
0: like we're going over time here already.
1: Yeah, this is this is <laughs> going to be a very long show. It's, it's fine. Uh, um, the best moment or moments. I'm not going to pin you down to just one from the year.
0: Uh, for me, the best moment was J.D.'s return home run.
1: Yeah, that's that's that was mine. I actually came up with a second one because I assumed that you would take that one. Um, The Iggy walk off infield single um, to beat Houston at the end of July, where he's like (laughs) flexing as he beats it out. That was that was a moment. Like I I will never forget. Well, let's be honest, I'm going to forget it at some point. But that was that was a really cool moment at a time when we needed that spark. And you know, even if I do think Dixon's a better shortstop than he is, then you know he still gave us that one.
0: Yep. Uh, I'll throw one more out there. Okay. That was at the very, very beginning of the year in Miami. Victor's yeah. pinch hit home runs.
1: Yeah. I have completely forgot about that, but you're right.
0: Didn't he do it two games?
1: Yeah, because it was only a two-game series, and he did yeah. it both games.
0: That's insane when you think about it. It's it pretty is. good.
1: Yeah. yeah. seems like forever ago. Yeah, it does. Holy cow. Um, and last, best Tigers-related meltdown. I'll do you want to
0: answer first, first? Uh, okay good <laughs> uh i guess there's only two that i could think of and it's got to be when brad laid his jacket over home plate doesn't it
1: uh i took the other one but yeah it certainly it certainly was very good you also had the the night that the the home plate umpire melted down and ejected yep. everyone
0: mike everett
1: mike i looked everett. it up yeah.
0: ejected three guys
1: I went with the other one though. I went with Tyler Collins flipping literally the bird. Yeah. That was pretty memorable. It was certainly memorable. Not F some of you F all of you.
0: (laughs) Hey, and if you were there that night, uh, you probably deserved it. Yep. I mean, you've probably done something bad in your life to deserve that,
1: (laughs) to to declare or to deserve the wrath of Tyler Collins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's, before we get to all of the silly stuff later in the show, um, Let's do state of the club, a letter grade for the lineup bench rotation bullpen going into next year. Maybe uh, tell me what parts you'd like to upgrade and what parts you're comfortable with. Let's let's start with the lineup.
0: Well, the lineup, there's probably not a lot of work to do. We got a lot of guys under contract. Um, I don't know if you need any work in the lineup so as far as the lineup goes i mean i'm saying a minus on that i mean it's kind of ready to go
1: yeah i completely agree i actually had a minus written down also um yeah it's plug and play ready to go all right let's move on to the bench maybe a little less so
0: yeah what do you think
1: um i love romine i've you know, he just, emerged, yeah. Just, just like I said, I, I've kind of fallen for Daniel Norris. I've, I've. I don't know if it's the beard or what it is with <laughs> Romine, but I'm in. Like, not quite to the Don Kelly level because I don't think he's as nice as Donnie. How could anyone be? No, no one is. But, um, you know, the bunt aside, Romine had a, an incredible year for for Romine. Let's not let's not get that twisted. Yeah. Um, he's. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing back Salty. And I think Moya has to be your um one of your five on the bench as a as a pinch hitter, as a reserve outfielder. He's not getting any better at Toledo. You might as well have a, a pinch hitting threat, some thunder off that bench that you can that you can bring off the bench.
0: Yeah, our bench is not in great shape, to nope. be honest with you. No. I mean it's a
1: it's a C minus bench. Mm-hmm. D oh yeah, batch, oh yeah, maybe. I didn't give it a letter i'll I'll go with a d yeah that feels that feels fair feels right
0: okay yeah. uh now the rotation the rotation is is in good shape because of the kids mm-hmm. um, but we have some sorting out to do, yes, we do you know is it gonna you know you still have Sanchez and pelf how's that gonna work? Are they taking the spots of the kids you know, so we we're in good shape because we have a lot of options, but in bad shape because there could be a couple turds, so I'm going to give it a a a b minus
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten the fact, like people are just assuming it's nailed on Verlander, Zimmerman, and the three kids, which that's what Ooh, we want that's what it yeah. should be, but money talks i mean yep it's it there is uh i i th- I honestly think that they're gonna find a way to get rid of pelfrey this offseason, season which would I'd, I'd be fine with even as much as as I love the hashtag pelf train um he's you
0: were so stoked about him going to the um bullpen i mean that that could help the bullpen
1: i I do think that it could work out but if Annabal's out there you can't have both of those two out there i mean that You're just right. that is a recipe for disaster um I think that they will convince somebody you know eat five six million of that of that deal send him out you know he'll go to the rays and he'll be really really good or he'll go to the the padres and pitch well in that massive ballpark um which that would that would be that would be beneficial for us to get rid of him but i i still think anibal could make 15 starts next year i wouldn't be surprised in the least
0: yeah you're probably right
1: um okay so i'm gonna take i'm gonna give it an i for incomplete is that, is that a, that's a grade right
0: yeah, it's a wussy way out, but sure. <laughs>
1: um, and if it were just the five that we love, I would say B plus with upside. Okay. All right. And let's move on to the bullpen. This is the tough one. Um, th- this is what I have down as, in air quotes, locks. K-Rod, the Wilson boys, Rondone, Kyle Ryan, and Shane Green. That's six. That's six arms that I would be surprised if any of those six didn't break camp next year with the club. You know what I mean? Yep, Um, And then obviously that's
0: not that's not spectacular yet. No, it's not. That's what did you say? We were eighth from worst.
1: Something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's an eighth from worst bullpen.
1: I was I was reading headlines on Twitter. I'm not going to say I read the article. I just saw the headline (laughs) and it said that this is one of the better uh, bullpen free agent classes in recent memory. If we're going to spend, that's where we have to spend. It's got to be. I mean, look at what Andrew Miller has done for the Indians. And granted, there aren't Andrew Miller's just laying all over the place. If there were, you know, he wouldn't be so special. But to have someone even remotely in that category, like, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves.
0: That'd be magical. We can always dream.
1: (laughs) And maybe Annabelle will come back firing in the spring and he'll be be that guy. Yeah.
0: The thing with Sanchez, I'm, we're not going to talk about Sanchez. Okay, um,
1: about Sanchez. other options. Uh, Jimenez, he, I mean, he's going to challenge for it in spring training, and that's that's a good thing for us. Yeah, uh, Verhagen should be back, I would think.
0: Yeah, I don't know the nature and extent of his injury.
1: I kind of feel like his time has passed. This past year was the was his chance to really cement himself as a key part in this in this club, and I worry for him. I, you know, you know, he's my guy. I love Drew, but. I worry for him and his long-term future here. Um, also, Blaine still factors in. Blaine just gets the job done. I mean, he pouts up there all the time. <laughs> Not literally, just his face. But
0: You know, it's the end of the year, and who rises again? It's always Alex Wilson and Blaine Hardy.
1: Yeah, making the, making the heart sign with my hands. Um, Buck, <laughs> Buck is still around, and yep. out of the bullpen, Buck is good. I don't understand yep. why his stride is so short, but Buck is good. And i i wouldn't be so, i wouldn't be heartbroken if he broke camp as one of the seven next year.
0: Yeah, we have some options, but we just needed like
1: yeah, none of them a couple great. horses. Yeah, we have
0: we horses.
1: And Mark yeah. Lowe is still around.
0: So that's... what do we do with him? Maybe I... the thing is bullpens are so temperamental. You know, maybe maybe Low comes back and he figures something out and he's fine.
1: Yeah, that that very well could be. Yeah. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Power rankings. Wow. Okay, so we do have options for power rankings. We, of course, have uh, models of minivan. Now, I was on the other podcast and I um, tried to share some um, uh models of minivan opinions but we we had some audio problems (laughs) evidently some audio (laughs) problems so for this week we do we have models of minivan um also we have pies (laughs) types of
1: pie you know what what? it's the last show of the year i think we should give the people what they want and it's not pies (laughs) it's not
0: pies (laughs) all right here we go we are going uh the, the season is over we're all in the doldrums, so let's let's tackle some models of minivan, shall we? We shall. All right, we have the top seven and the bottom three models of minivan. Starting at number seven is the Dodge Grand Caravan. The only thing good I can say about the Dodge Grand Caravan is that it's cheap, right? Uh, Chrysler turned out like a billion of these things. You see them everywhere, um, and you know wherever you see them, they're just like the most generic of the minivans mm-hmm. it's like super basic it's a grand caravan okay number six we're gonna go to the old wayback machine here and that is the pontiac transport the pontiac transport in case you're not familiar looks like a giant dust buster. Right, it's got this like curved shape in the front. It's one of the first minivans I ever sat in, and the I remember sitting in it. And the 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 dashboard, or like yeah, that's what you call it, right? It Above is. the the yeah. dashboard is like three feet long. Like you can't even reach where the windshield meets the dashboard because this big ugly dustbuster thing. It was the first kind of true innovative minivan. That's number six. Okay, number five is the Volkswagen bus, popularized by who? Hippies. Hippies, for sure. And our own personal hippie, Daniel Norris, the Daniel Norris special. Uh,
1: That probably was what should have come to my mind, yeah. I was kind of prompting for that, but that's okay.
0: Now, the Volkswagen bus is kind of timeless. They're cool looking, but they are significantly underpowered. Right. So that limits their usefulness by quite a bit. But they're cool.
1: Right. I mean, as far as vans go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of course. Uh, Number four is the Chrysler Town and Country. Now, this is basically a fancy Grand Caravan. But Chrysler is like, well, at least let's try with this. (laughs) You know, let's let's spruce it up a little bit. You know, it's a minivan, but at least it's a kind of fancy minivan. Seems all right. right. Number three is the Nissan Quest. Oh. Now we're getting into the exotic foreign models of minivan. Was is that know, a
1: K things? or a Q? With a Q. That's very important. Okay. Quest. All right.
0: Quest, yeah. So they're gonna be more reliable. They're they're not gonna rust instantaneously. Um <laughs> But they the Nissan Quest has like this goofy kind of semi-circle center console. It just seems way out of place, and they're they're a little goofy. Okay. So that's not they're not higher, but they're more reliable than the others. Number two is the Toyota Sienna. Now, Toyota Siennas are super reliable, but they're also incredibly boring, and they only come in colors that, you know, your grandma's bra would come in. (laughs) So you get beige. That's what you get. They're all like, Toyota Siennas, everyone I see is like beige or like gray. They're all super boring. That's bad. But they're reliable. They're they're Toyotas. You can't break them. They go forever. And uh, they have a lot of nice features. You You should be proud to own a Toyota Sienna.
1: Definitely, yeah. All right. the name Sienna just oozes class. Yes,
0: that's, that's freaking super classy. <laughs> All right, so are you ready for number one? You want to take a guess?
1: I, ha- I have, I haven't a guess.
0: <laughs> All right, number one is the Honda Odyssey. The Honda i Odyssey is super reliable. These things hold resale like it's nobody's business. They have uh, the new ones have this kind of funky body style where the back window has kind of like this uh, this kind of check mark kind of sloped back back window so that's pretty cool
1: for aerodynamic aerodynamic (laughs) for super (laughs) styling doesn't have a spoiler but you know
0: okay so hot odyssey is number one but let me tell you something if you're driving a minivan you are still a loser (laughs) okay (laughs) minivans are by definition not cool Mm -hmm. but they're smart All right, because they have a lot of room and they get decent gas mileage. Now, people who have pride are going to buy an SUV. But these people are also not taking this thing off-roading. Let's be real here. They're driving around and getting groceries. You don't need a freaking uh, Canyonero to go get your groceries. Just buy a minivan, okay?
1: Do you want to know a personal secret? What's that? My first ever vehicle was a minivan. Of course. yeah. Which which actually worked out well, because when I took it to college, it's like having a second dorm room. There's so much space in there for (laughs) activities and whatnot.
0: All right. This segues nicely into the bottom three, because I also in college had the third from the worst one, which was a Chevy Astro. A Chevy Astro conversion van. Oh. And it had, like, these running lights and stuff. It was (laughs) bad. It was kind of this white and mauve color. Ugh. A Chevy Astro is basically a brick on wheels, right? <laughs> it is a true minivan. It is a van that is just kind of a little bit smaller. And they sold the crap out of these things for a while, but they are hideous. They're so ugly. Speaking of ugly, second from the worst is the Ford Aerostar. Now, the Ford Aerostar, Ford doesn't even make a minivan anymore. They just stop trying after the Aerostar. Cause it was like a, such a turd. This was sad era Ford construction. These things actually started to rust before they exited the plant. Like you don't see many Ford aerostars in the road anymore. And if you do, they're naked from like the bottom half down. Cause it's just flaking off of the rust all over. <laughs> they're such crappy. Okay. All right. The worst minivan. Do you want to take
1: a guess? I once again, having to guess.
0: All right. The worst minivan is a Chevy Uplander. <laughs> now, this is not the uh, the Verlander-Upton couple. No, Ooh, this is well the done. Chevy Uplander. And it's like this ugly Chimera vehicle. It's got like this car front with an SUV back, but yet with a sliding door. Like they tried to make it hip. And it just looks like... Like if you cut the front off a dog and the back of a cat and you try to glue them together, it wouldn't look like good at all. That's what happened to the Chevy Uplander. If you see one of these things driving around, you look at it and you're like, you know, I just feel bad for that person. And they have to it. Well, if you're a jerk about it, but um, yeah, that's that's the worst one. You know what? This whole thing is the worst. Don't own a minivan. You know what? Have some pride in your life and don't drive a minivan. They're not cool. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom and you're listening to
1: the podcast. All right. I have one more story um, from things that I saw on the side of the road while I was running one story (laughs) to end them all. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay, so this is, this has happened I don't know, maybe a week and a half ago at this point, because it's been quite a while since we recorded. Um, so I was running, and to get out to kind of like the main road that I run on, I have to run through the neighborhood next to me, and you run a, down a big hill and then up a big hill, which is very Let frustrating. me stop
0: you. Yeah. Let me stop you. If I was running. Like I never get to the main road, right because if i if I run through the neighborhood I 'm tired and want to go back, but okay, go continue
1: so I 'm running down the big hill, and then you go around a corner before you go back up the next big hill, and as I 'm running down, there's these two uh, little children that come up to me and say, "Can you help me find my dog?" which if you know me, you know that children are not um, what you would call my wheelhouse um i am an adult i don't speak with children real well but who can who can you know say no to the the cries of a child in need yeah. so she gives me the the tennis ball and it's like can you find bella and bella was just like uh, kind of halfway up the hill like i saw bella and i'm like yeah she's just right there so i get the i get the ball and then I go I go chase her and finally I get like, you know, I kinda corral her and try and hand her over to the two kids. And by then they're like, I don't know, what preteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old sister had joined them. And she's l- looking at me like we really need to get a leash on this dog, like expecting me to do something about it. (laughs) Like 30 seconds ago, I didn't know any of you existed. How is this? How are the onus on me here?
0: Yeah. Hall's like, find an adult. What do you want me for? Yeah.
1: Or find a new dog. (laughs) Either way. This one's gone. You should just start over.
0: (laughs) It's too hard to get this one. Just get a puppy
1: yeah so that that's the that's what i've seen on the side of the road while running and then the worst part is i came home and i told whitney the story and she's so did you
0: find the freaking dog yeah yeah
1: we found the dog did you i capture it or whatever i gave it over to them what they do with it from that point is is on them it's like when you when you transfer a terrorist back to the country (laughs) of their origin in a prisoner swap whatever they do with it from from there on it's on them
0: So these kids were right to put their trust in you.
1: Yeah, it it did end up working out. But when I told the story to Whitney, she's like, did you help them? Like, like she thought there was a possibility that I told them no, (laughs) which I suppose there was. But no, I helped them. I I pushed pause on my music before I actually was podcast. I don't listen to music when I run. That's
0: very self-sacrificial of you.
1: It is. I know. Sainthood.
0: Yeah. Sainthood. You should get a saint hood for helping children find a puppy.
1: That's like, it wasn't that's a puppy. It was a full-grown dog. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, that changes it. All right. Um, three bits of other business before we head out. Um, recently, it was, I don't know, somewhere in Seattle when we were there. I was in a bathroom, and there was one tall urinal and the short urinal. Are you familiar with the two yeah. different sizes of urinals, as of all course. men are. So I'm, I'm in the, big, the tall urinal. And I sent somebody behind me. Waiting in line for the tall urinal while the short urinal is there, uh, not being used. Are you okay with waiting in line for the tall urinal? No, just just jam down. Just use the short one. I mean, we're both tall tall guys, and we can make yeah. that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It alarmed me. That's apparently what they do on the West Coast. He was very polite about it. Like he didn't, you know, try and rush me or anything. It's not a, not a process you can rush. But no, no. Um, So I got a question for you, Eric. Um, Do you wake up and grind? Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, you. you, Like at a club? No. Have you you? the the McDonald's commercials? Our listeners will know what I'm talking about. It's uh, on the McDonald's commercials from I don't know all the playoff games. He always says, "In Michigan, we wake up and we grind," and then he says, "And we wake up and we grind." assuming that everyone in this state wakes up and grinds
0: no i just use a k cup
1: (laughs) i think i think the idea is for you to go to mcdonald's and to to purchase their coffee yeah but i have my
0: own i'm not a part of your system mcdonald's
1: yeah so step off um and last bit of business jordan swimmerman is dead
0: no wait
1: Actually dead and flushed this time. He is. He is did,
0: did you give him a few days to like resurrect?
1: I did. Obviously, based <laughs> on his history, I wasn't gonna rush the 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 uh, disposal because he had a bit of a propensity to um, come back, come back to life, come back to life. Yeah. But no, this time. This time he was very dead. He was floating um vertically. Super dead. Yeah. Extra dead. Extra dead this time. Um and it kind of coincided with the Tigers' fall. Um, you know, the two games at the end against the Braves. So I, it was yep. it was uh it almost seemed fitting. R.I.P. Jordan Swimmerman. Yeah, R.I.P. Now he's up there floating with with Harambe. I
0: knew you were going there. <laughs>
1: Uh, right. if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcast. And I
0: don't know why
1: you would <laughs> at podcast. dot com. <laughs> on the Twitter. I am at Jordan hall. 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcast. And once again, we'd love it. If you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however else you listen to us. Um, it's going to be a long layo- layover, Lay off, lay over, same thing, Eric. Um, any last parting wisdom you want to uh, leave with our listeners before we head out?
0: um Thank you for all your questions and comments. uh sorry, we ignored them all, but, I got to be honest uh, i
1: I asked for for questions and comments, and <laughs> just ignored them. I completely forgot about that until right this very moment. Um, we will do a better job next season of. Yeah answering the questions i will put that as a heading in my outline and we will get to it yeah.
0: do we have a plan do I, are we are we uh are we thinking at all for this off season are we just uh we're just gonna just meet again before spring training
1: maybe i don't know one here or there when we sign sure. up And you know just maybe maybe monthly that seems fair and we can talk about things that aren't the tigers too sure maybe, maybe. that that's that feels unlikely right um but yeah and obviously the Johnny Kane episode. Kane obviously gosh there's obviously. gonna be so many downloads that's gonna like break itunes yeah
0: we give you a little bonus podcast podcastianos today that tide you over
1: so and with that being said we will catch you guys in the near future and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye